welcome to the Heart Centered Entrepreneur Series. My name is Jody Maley, and I've been an entrepreneur and business owner for over 27 years now. Thanks for joining the podcast, and I can't wait to share with you tips and ideas on how to grow your heart-centered entrepreneur business. As a personality dimensions coach, I help entrepreneurs discover who they are at their core so they can have real and authentic sales conversations with their ideal clients. We all started or joined a business so that we can make an income on our terms. Whether you're just starting out in your entrepreneur journey or have been in sales for a while, the key to any business is sales and nurturing the sales relationship. So I invite you to sit back, relax, maybe even have your favorite drink and take some notes as we have fun delving in to learn more from the top 1% to 2% income earners who are making such a difference and impact for themselves and their beautiful teams. Their tips and ideas will uplift and inspire you in a heart-centered, authentic way to help lift you up, move you forwards towards your perfect dream and goal. So stay tuned to the end of each podcast as I will share a little gift from me that I know will get you inspired in your beautiful business. Hey, everyone, and thank you so much for joining us with this week's episode. I have a guest that I've just been getting to know here a little bit before the before the interview, which she's going to be sharing with you today. And I really love the topic because it's all around branding yourself and creating another stream of income, which I totally, totally believe in. So I'm going to let Gina introduce herself here and tell us a little bit about her. And um, yeah, we'll just Hi. Yeah. Hi, Jody. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, my name is Gina Redzanek, and I have been in the entrepreneurial space since 2000. Uh, let's say, I think it's like 2010 um, is really when I started in the space when my husband and I started our own fitness business. So that's really what got us into working for ourselves um, and just kind of finding a way to earn an income doing something that you love to do. So we're real passionate about health and fitness. And we created um, some incredible workouts that we called boot camp classes in South Florida. Um, my husband just always had a passion for training. And I just did all of that behind the scenes work. And it went really, really well. It was, it was um, exciting. Um, but at the time, because we started that from losing our jobs, we ended up um, getting into network marketing. And really, that's what I started to get into. I was introduced to a health and wellness company, and it just fit so well with what we were doing. So I have been in that industry for 10 years. So uh, with that, um, yeah, I just I'm excited to share with you guys today a little bit about being in not only the small business ownership industry, but also in network marketing and how to make sure that you really show up and brand yourself, um, no matter what company or work you're doing, so that as you grow and pivot, um, as we all should do in life, that people will still follow you and not just think of you connected to one business or one company. So, um, yeah, yeah. So I've been doing, you know, like I said, entrepreneurship for a very long time, network marketing, direct sales for 10 years. I'm a mom of two daughters. Um, I have a 14 and a 10 year old. And the great thing about raising them has been that ever since I was even pregnant with my first, we have been in the entrepreneurship world. So they've been really brought up into that type of, of work and us being able to schedule our day, design our day and be present with them, which is one of my favorite things about it. I agree. And 
up here in Canada, because I'm in BC, Canada, for those who've been listening, um, I was actually brought up in an entrepreneur world too. So my dad actually was a teacher and was principal of our Christian school for like many, many years. And then he's always had something though on, on the side. And so he was actually years ago uh, with uh, Amway. <laughs> okay. The first people to join in the 70s in, in Amway. And so we actually grew up in an entrepreneur family where I saw my dad, um, he made money two ways. He made yeah. money through working a nine to five. And my mom was custodian at our school for many, many years as well. And then he also talked to people and created relationships and made money that way too. And so as a young teen growing up, I gravitated more towards the entrepreneur skill set than my brothers did, which was kind of, mm -hmm. I think my dad's kind of like, that's kind of cool. So yeah, so it's great that you're having your girls grow up in this because, you know, everyone thinks that when you start with network marketing, direct sales, affiliate marketing, or whatever you kind of choose to use as your vehicle to learn and grow, is that it's an overnight success. And that's one of the things that I love about having this podcast and hearing the stories of people is that it isn't always quite that overnight success mm -hmm. that we all had to go through some challenges to get where we are so yes I love I yeah. love to say it takes years of hard work to become an overnight success <laughs> right and and people think that they're like oh she posted something and and then she sold like I don't know you know hundreds and hundreds of dollars and I think well it took you know for myself it took 28 years to get to that point but as a right. 28 years of learning and cultivating and learning how to authentically talk to people so that I was being a service versus selling. Mm -hmm. and I'm sure that you came along the same journey. So yeah. yeah, if you want to share a little bit about some of those challenges for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, with direct sales in particular, um, the shift from you know, that small business ownership mentality to direct sales, which let's be honest, it has a stigma. Um, it's getting better. But back when I started 10 years ago, there was definitely a heavy stigma. In fact, before I started with a company that I did, um, I was approached by a lot of network marketers and I was very turned off. And I think it was just the way I was approached. So I already had my walls up about the industry. I didn't have the belief at all. And um, I'll be really honest, I never thought in a million years I would do something like that. Um, but fast forward, we had been building our fitness business. I then was pregnant and um, gave birth to our second daughter. And there was definitely a need for another source of income. So, you know, we really recognized that, you know, we were kind of going through all the severance pay and now the savings and we really needed to find a way to bring in more income to be able to do what we love to do, which is run our fitness business together and raise our two girls. So I ended up randomly meeting a woman who was actually selling gym equipment that we were buying for our fitness classes. And she had mentioned this company, Isogenics, it's health and wellness and what kind of protein powder do you guys use? And, you know, just making conversation, asking good questions. And um, to be really honest with you, it was my husband that was more interested than me. I was, again, the guard, you know, right up that wall went right up, um, not interested in any of these things. And 
my husband was just very curious because he had heard of the products before and heard good things. And, you know, he's a trainer, right? So he's in physical, very good physical health, but we were really tired. We had a toddler and a newborn. She's about six, our baby was six months old at the time. And so he was really interested in like having that convenient nutrition on the go and the increased energy and sleeping better. And so he started to, to ask a lot of questions. Long story short, the next thing I know, him and I are signed up on a system. And <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that it was, you know, I did see that it was a network marketing company. And I saw that it matched really well with what we were doing. But I, of course, wanted to try it out for myself. So we kind of put ourselves to the test, you know, asked a couple of people that we knew if they wanted to try this system with us. And, you know, we really stuck to it, like to a T, because we knew that, you know, if we could follow it exact and have great results, then maybe our clients could as well. And that's exactly how this business was born. We just put products in our body. We stuck with it and we had great results. And I had, you know, just had two kids. You know, my, my older daughter is three and a half. My baby was six months old. My husband was already training and very healthy, but he got physically so shredded like where you see every muscle and every cut um and it was in 11 days and it was just you know very jaw dropping but a lot of the women really were looking at my results because i would just went through two pregnancies and um you know you have to have the baby weight after and i had such a great result you know really you could physically see it my energy increased i felt better and so it really just naturally was born that way. Honestly, I wasn't thinking, I was still not thinking of it as a business. I wasn't thinking of creating an organization or leading a team. I was not anywhere, anywhere close to those um, thoughts. I just thought, well, if this product works well and we have a fitness business and it's nutrition, why not share it together? And so I really got to work and learning more and more about the systems. And I started to work with people on their nutrition while my husband was still doing the fitness classes and really running that. And I was able to do that while I was home with a toddler and a baby. And so through that experience, um, because there was still a stigma and because my confidence was not where it is today, you know, I do remember feeling very small sometimes when people would say things about me or what I was doing or question that, oh, is this an MLM? And I didn't know where it was really all coming from because I was like, wow, I'm so, I'm such a genuine person. And I, we had results. I don't understand why people are like almost hateful comments. A lot of our um, com competitive, like gyms in the area, if we were at events, which we did all the time, like fitness events, and we would also have our products there, you know, just walking by and, and making comments. And it was tough. I mean, it was really tough because I didn't have a, like the thick skin that I have now. And so I remember, I, I remember it holding me back a bit. Yeah. And eventually, you know, I just had to really ask myself, like, is it really that important that I try to look good or please these people? Or is it more important that I stick to something that I really believe in and that I just trust that the people who believe in me will be happy to try it. And if they're not, they're not. And so I had to go through a lot of personal development because I was someone for a long time that just needed the approval of others. Uh, I wanted people not necessarily, I didn't have to necessarily like me and they didn't necessarily have to be a customer or anything. I just wanted to know that they approved. Like I didn't want anybody to like disapprove of what I did or question that would like rattle me to the core and make me feel very insecure. So 
I had to really work on building my belief in self so much that I didn't require other people's approval because you're never going to get it all. <laughs> I, I learned that. Um, and after a couple years of just, um, I, I would say playing small because of worrying about what other people thought, what really changed for me was I attended a, an event that my company had, a big event that they would do. Every company kind of has their yearly or, you know, sometimes my company did it twice a year where they have events. And the first event I went to just really blew me away. And I saw the potential and I really saw how I wasn't playing all out to my fullest potential because I was so worried about other people's opinions. And that was really a turning point for me because my husband and I at the time we're just, you know, a young married couple in fitness with two daughters and we were in great shape and running our fitness business. And I'm thinking, I'm looking at the stage with all of these six figure earners that were all walks of life, all walks of life, making six figures a year, being recognized at that event. And I remember my husband, and I way in the back, way, way, way in the back of the event thinking, why can't we do that? If they could do it, we could do it. And after the event is when I really decided to look at the business closer and, and get my belief about the industry of network marketing higher, belief in that, and also about um, sharing the business, not just the products. And that was a big shift for me. Um, and that was 2015. And I really put my head down and worked. I did not pay attention to the critics and the naysayers, which is extremely difficult sometimes, especially if you are kind of naturally a people pleaser, but I just kept getting stronger each time. And it, and I'll be honest, it, it doesn't end. I thought maybe once I was successful and proved myself, then people will rally behind me and they still don't. Like there's not everybody that's going to rally behind you ever. So you're just going to have to be okay with that. And so it took two years from that. I'm mean, the next event two years later, 2017 was when my husband and I were on stage with those six figure earners. And it was because I just put my head down. I just got to work. Um, and I really had to build belief, not only in the products, because that was already done. I mean, we put the products in our body. We physically could see a result. I didn't have to really convince myself or anybody else. Uh, but it was the belief in myself. It was belief in the industry of network marketing that I had to work on. So that was really where it was a pivotal turning point in the industry and in my and my husband's income. And because it was taking off so much, he took on more responsibilities with our fitness business. You know, we have two little girls we're raising and two businesses essentially. And so we really had to learn to work together. I think that was another big, you know, you said asked about my journey. That was another big thing because. When I met my husband, initially I was a school teacher and he was in finance and business and, you know, earned a lot more than me. And then I decided I just wanted to look for something else and get out of teaching. And I did get into a corporate job. And then I was laid off um, when I was pregnant with our first daughter. And then he was laid off of his finance job when our daughter was six months old, our first daughter. So when we started that fitness business, you know, that was really a reset because it shifted everything in our financial situation with our marriage. So with that, I was kind of helping him along and he was the one shining. And then when the network marketing really took off and I was really the one doing it, um, you know, he, he, it was a shift because I was working a lot. I needed his help more with the kids and balancing it all for both of us. 
And so, you know, fortunately we communicate really well and we were able to navigate what that looked like because now I was excited. People wanted to meet with me for lunch and talk about this, this nutrition and talk about joining my team. And I was leading calls and I was being asked to be, you know, a guest speaker on team calls and things. And so having that shift, but having his support really was a, was a great um, opportunity to see growth in our marriage as well. So those are the two areas I would say were, you know, early on the biggest, the biggest, um, almost like turning points of growth that I recall. Yeah, I love it. And so just to kind of recap on that, which is really, really great, you know, it was belief in products can be pretty easy with a lot of people, for sure. You put products, you use them around your home, you put, you ingest them, you see results. And a lot of naysayers, by the way, with, with kind of digging in a little deep there, a lot of naysayers are generally, so for people listening, this is really important that you hear this because you will have those naysayers make negative comments and whether or not they mean them or they're just being catty or they're just being like, oh, is that another, you know, scam? That sounds like a scam. And there are people, there are thousands of people who love networking work marketing companies and love direct sales and those ones who don't really fully understand it's a that they joined one and had a false dream sold to them the false dream being oh join this and I'll help you be successful and then they join the company and they're just left out in the dust so they were fed a false dream or they didn't know how to work the dream And they didn't put in the time and effort, which you and your husband obviously did. And you recognize that I needed to improve myself, which kudos to you, because anyone else listening to this, that is probably the first thing as any entrepreneur, whether you're with your own company, you're joined a network marketing company, a direct sales company, a team, it doesn't really matter. It has to start with you and making that decision first and foremost. Now, I'm also going to dig in a little deeper here about systems because you mentioned that you had a system in place and that's sort of the theme that we're going to talk about here for the next 10 minutes while we wrap up is systems in place and why is it important to brand yourself because I sure didn't when I left one of my major companies and I've joined several other ones some good some not so good but I didn't really brand myself until about the third or fourth one before I'm like oh Maybe I need to do this first. Yeah, so I think that's very important. Um, First of all, one thing I did learn was having a system and using tools was essential. Um, You have to use the tools, not be the tool. And my nature from, you know, being a teacher for a while and then, you know, running a company with my husband, a fitness company, was just you know, taking charge and explaining and teaching and all of that. And so when I started with Isogenics and the nutrition company, I overdid it. Like I was like constantly teaching, talking about the products, every ingredient. And the problem with that was that people didn't think it was, they would able to duplicate that because they're like, well, I can't say all those things that she just said. She knows the science. She knows the nutrition. She's in the fitness background. Um, And so in the beginning Honestly, the first couple of years before I went to my first event, um, I made some good money. Like I remember we brought in about $2,000 extra a month. And I recall that because we were at a pivotal financial moment where 
we saw our savings at the last $2,000. And that's what we needed every month. We needed to take out $2,000 a month to like make up for what we weren't bringing in to live the lifestyle that we kept living. And that's when I, I really do feel it was like God intervened and introduced me to this woman that ended up being my sponsor. But I knew I had to create $2,000 a month because it was running out of our savings. And I wanted to be home with my daughters. It didn't make sense for me to maybe go back to teaching or the corporate job I had and pay for childcare and miss out on seeing my girls grow up, um, especially with how expensive that is with childcare. By the time you do the math, it wasn't worth it. So I really saw this as like, I need to provide this 2000. I'm going to bring in this extra 2000 a month that we seem to be short of um, living the lifestyle we were living. And I was able to do that by customers, you know, by just having a lot of customers. I was not duplicating the leadership because I was doing a lot of the work. And what I learned two years in, even though I was making nice, you know, good money coming in that was helping our family was that I needed a system and plug my people into and use tools so that they can share the tools and duplicate because they were not, they were like, we can't be you. So that was one thing with the tools and the um, systems. The other thing which, that which I'm going to put in yeah. here too, uh -huh. <laughs> leads to leader burnout. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> girl, absolutely. <laughs> One thousand percent. And even, you know, I was almost like addicted to like wanting to help and be in control and this, like, that's kind of my personality, that type A, but it does, it leads to burnout, it leads to burnout quickly. And especially most women that I've worked with, they're juggling a lot. They're like, if they're doing network marketing, they might have another work, uh, you know, some type of work or something they have to do, or and or they have children, right? And you're balancing this and cooking and shopping and all of the things and you will get burned out. So the system's in place and making that something that people could plug in and duplicate, but still being there for the things they can't. So for example, I had a success story with finance. That would be an optimal time, use of my time is to maybe do a three-way call with somebody new who I can share my personal story with rather than me saying, oh, well, the ingredients are this and these are the results when that stuff could be easily sent using a quick video or, you know, information sent from the company, right? So that's where you want to plug into the systems and the tools. Now with branding, which I think is crucial, it is important to not become your company name, like not to be only known as the isogenics girl, for example, for me. Um, and I was, I mean, people really, you want to be branded with your products because you want people to think of you. Like if somebody in my neighborhood thinks about isogenics, I'm going to tell you nine times out of 10, they're calling me because I show up consistently and I'm a product of the product. However, I don't want to be the brand of the company. So what I mean by that is I really had to look at like, what are the things that I'm passionate about my strengths? And it was, I loved nutrition. I loved fitness, but I loved like teaching balancing and leadership skills and self-confidence and building that self-belief in that personal development. So I really started to just kind of expand the way that I showed up and what I talked about so that people would get to know, like, and trust me, not just hear about the products. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, my throat's getting a little dry there. <laughs> That's okay. You take a drink. I'll just keep talking. That's what I love to do. <laughs> and, I, and I love the systems and putting those into place. Super, super important. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, so that's really what I would say about the branding is just to make sure, you know, especially when you so much social media, 
it's a great way to reach a lot of people that maybe you necessarily wouldn't reach if you are just going belly to belly talking to people, right? That kind of limits where you can go and who you can talk to. So when you use social media, you know, people need to get to know, like, and trust, trust, period. Yeah. And, and creating that personal brand is, is what Gina's really speaking about here too, because there's a difference between, like she said, branding the company, which by the way, let's face it, um, I've been in this business 28 years. I've seen companies come and go, segue, new startups all the time. And a lot of times when you have personal growth, sometimes you even outgrow a company, which I've had happen to myself several times. Right. Sometimes startups are really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, I don't, I don't have it in me to do another startup. Like I love, yeah. I love yeah. entrepreneurs. I love their vision. But sometimes you just don't have mm -hmm. that in you. But then if you removed all that, so this is for listeners where they go, well, I don't know how to brand myself. How do I brand myself? You know, the company has this, this, and this. How do you brand yourself? It's really, really simple. If you were not selling anything right now and you think about it and you sit still with it and you just be like, what is it I love to do? Because I teach and coach people in what's your authentic sales style by your personality and be authentic in that. Yep. And that is your brand. That is who you are at your essence. So I have a lady up here that I coach in Canada who actually owns a direct sales company. And I have said to her many times, like, if you didn't have your company, would you still be, because she loves reaching out to um, youth who are maybe in crossroads in their life and might be thinking suicidal. So she loves preventative talking and being with those girls and those young teens going into womanhood and really loving who they are I'm like would you still do that without your company and she's like well yeah I'm like then that's who you are right company no matter if you're the owner of the company or you're a user or you just love the products you are not the company you are your unique self so I love that you right. have this message. Well, and the thing is too, when you really show up with what you're about and not, because sometimes people just go too far with just posting and it's almost like oversharing, but you really want to show more about yourself because the only way that somebody will get to trust you, right, is if they get to know you first. And how would they get to know you if you're not really showing the things that you enjoy, even what you look like. Like, that's why I think video is so great for social media and pictures. And some people shy away from that. They're like, oh, I don't want to look so, like I care about posting selfies all day. It's not about that. But, you know, people want to know, like see your eyes and who are they listening to? Who are they watching? And who are they, you know, reading their posts and, and watching their stories yeah. and things. And so it's so important to have the, you know, that you showing up, but then also other interests and, things that you can connect with on another level other than your business. And the other reason why it's so important is when you might want to diversify. And I know that's something that I'm focused on now. Like I loved building my direct sales business and it's been over 10 years and I built it to a seven figure income. I was, became a legacy club member. I'm like top one to 2% income earners in probably the industry. And that did take for like, I couldn't really take my eye off that one because I was in grind mode. But when you build your organization and you kind of can have that on, you know, running pretty nicely, you're managing it, obviously, and you're still recruiting new people, to keep your organization alive. 
But, you know, I know for me, it's like fun to diversify. You kind of have other interesting things that come up. I've had, um, I'm working on it, leading a book right now. I've been in two books. So I love writing and like just that kind of showed up. And, you know, you want to be able to pivot. And if you don't really show up with yourself as a brand and people be confused, like, whoa, I didn't know. I thought she was just, you know, and they say the name of your company. Um, I think that's very important because there is times in our industry of network marketing, direct sales, even small business owners, there's times and seasons where your business is up and down. And when it's down, you might want to look for another stream of income, whether that be an affiliate marketing, uh, master resale rights, um, you know, start selling something on um, Etsy, anything like that. And if you need to promote that, you don't want to look like, you're confusing your audience. So that's why it's really right. important to brand yourself so that everything that you're into, people are just like, well, I just know that I really love to follow Jody. So, you know, with Jody's working on X, Y, and Z now, let me see what that's got. Oh, she's got this webinar she's going to host and let me, oh, she's got a podcast. All right. And so they're going to shift and follow along your journey because you're showing up to share the journey. So that's where it's really important about branding. Absolutely. I love it. And you've given so many great tips and I think some thinking thinking things for people to ruminate on today, which is super, super important. So we're going to just wrap up here. And I always love to ask this um, of every guest. First of all, I want you to do two things. So number one is how can people reach out to you? Like what's your best, best method for them to touch base with you? And secondly, I'm going to ask you a question. So let, okay. Let's answer that sure. first. Well, I am on Facebook and Instagram mainly. Uh, Facebook, it's Gina Redzanic. Um, and also Instagram, I think if you look up my name, it is, but I'm the self confidence coach as well. So on Instagram. And then GinaRedzanic.com is my website. Perfect. Same as me. Well, not the same, obviously. I have a different <laughs> <laughs> But I like it when you have names because exactly. it's like jodymaley.com. And that's what brand, branding yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> there we go. See, top people do that automatically. Um, you learned it right away. I did not. I had to, <laughs> you know, go on a journey of it, which is fine. Okay, so here's another thing. Um, if you could give yourself, because there's lots of people who are either just starting out in their entrepreneur journey, or maybe they've been around a while, maybe they've been a bit discouraged. But if you could give your older self, younger self, because <laughs> you're older now, if you could give your younger self a piece of advice to help move you forward a little bit more quickly, what piece of advice would you give your younger Gina? So I would have loved to focus on the personal development. I always was into it. So I feel like I've always been into like the self-help kind of sector, but I definitely had probably a couple years of stalling because I cared so much about what other people thought. And it was almost like I played small because I allowed other people's energy to make me kind of shrink back. Um, I definitely have worked a lot on self-confidence and I would suggest especially women because I feel like that's where women struggle a lot is their self-confidence and it's peeling the layers back to figure out who robbed you of that confidence because we're all, we're all born confident I believe that God gives us that confidence um, as a birthright but somewhere along the way it's 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 kind of you know taken away or challenged and so I would have loved to 
recognize that sooner. Like, I don't think I recognized how much I really cared about other people's opinions and how much I maybe um, slowed down to make other people feel comfortable. Um, and then when I did decide, you know, just after just really working on myself, I did a lot of personal development. I've gone through a lot of different coaching and certifications and just continue. You never just arrive. You're always continuing to work on yourself. But to make that a priority uh, with, you know, building that self-confidence muscle, because when you do show up very confident and play big and play bold, there will be people that are not going to be into it because they're insecure and you're going to make them uncomfortable. But rather than you say, oh, I don't want to make people feel insecure, so I'm going to play really small, you're just going to be okay with it, but you're going to be able to attract and inspire the, the people that are actually more aligned with what you're doing. So those people who don't want to see you shine or don't want to see you go big and, and bold and you know say it like it is and show up confident, those people are probably never going to support you anyway. So if we kind of cater to them, we're slowing ourselves down. So I would have told my younger self that a little bit sooner. But I also really think it's part was part of my journey because if I didn't experience how it felt to be in that position, then it would be harder for me to teach people how to get out of it. Because if I was just always never had a confidence problem, I was always confident and I never struggled, it would be a little harder for me to resonate when I am coaching people. But that is definitely some advice as you're starting out is to think like, what is stopping me? Like, is it the fear of other what other people think? Is it is it the fear of failure? And a lot of times it's not that we're worried about failing. It's we're worried about what other people will think of that failure. So it all comes down to just having such a core confidence within yourself. So I would give every listener, anybody, no matter what stage you're at, even if you think you are the most confident queen in the room, right? To have a daily habit of, you know, whether it's affirmations or meditation or, reading a chapter in a book or whatever it is that's going to continue to pour into your self-confidence growth that you do that and you make that a priority because it's only going to help your business and help you as a future leader to help others. Ooh, I love it. And words of wisdom, people, words of wisdom. So thank you so much. So thank you for being a guest on here. It's been truly an honor getting to know you. And, you know, I always say people are, are brought into other people's lives. It could be for a moment, it could be for a few months, it could be for a few years. And I really love the connection that I've been making with my podcast guests here because they're like, oh, these are people like I really want to hang out with, especially after <laughs> I hear your stories. I'm like, I want to, I want to hang out more with Gina. I want to get <laughs> to know Gina a little bit more, um, which we actually kind of do see each other in one of our tools that we use together. So I'm sure that we'll be popping up into each other's lives here for the next yeah. foreseeable future anyways. But thank you so You're much. You're so welcome. Thank you for having me as a guest. It was such an honor. All right. Thank you. And for everyone watching or listening, um, make sure that you connect here with Gina and make it a great day, everyone. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned a lot. Each one of my guests have a special and unique spot in my heart as they have shared what they love about their business and how they truly have grown in their entrepreneur journey. Thanks for sticking around to the end. And I would love to gift to you a fun and easy quiz that you can take right now that will help you assess how you feel about the sales process in your beautiful business, building relationships, lifting each other up so we can all gain more in our lives and our business is what is truly important to me. And my hope is that in some small way, I've been able to do that for you today. 
So again, this is Jody Maley with the Heart-Centered Entrepreneur Series here in beautiful BC, Canada. Truly have a great and inspired rest of your day. The link to the quiz will be attached below. And please like, follow, and share this podcast if it inspired you today.